I am an active duty member of the United States Air Force, and I will no longer be complicit in genocide. I'm about to engage in an extreme act of protest, but compared to what people have been experiencing in Palestine at the hands of their colonizers, it's not extreme at all. This is what our ruling class has decided will be normal. by my enemies. This episode is going to be a solemn one. I don't have any jokes for you about this. Uh, in fact, it's got me pretty shook up. Last Sunday, 25-year-old Aaron Bushnell stood in front of the Israeli embassy in D.C., poured gas over his head, and lit himself on fire. He shouted, free Palestine, until the strength and spirit left his body. If you haven't seen it, I wouldn't recommend watching the whole thing. I don't think it's necessary to get the message across to, to witness that kind of brutal death. You can see a few images that will do the, the trick, um, particularly his burnt body lying on the ground and a security officer pointing a gun at him, shouting at him to, I don't know what, um, stop resisting. There have been a lot of opinions about what Aaron did in this past week. And let me say, unequivocally, the only good opinion regarding the self-immolation of Aaron Bushnell that I will tolerate is that he is a hero and stronger than I might ever be. But yet, some seek still to diminish and malign him. And I have a quote for you. Nothing can make self-immolation proper. Nothing can give them the right to turn men into sacrificial animals. Nothing can make it moral to destroy the best. One can't be punished for being good. One can't be penalized for ability. If that is right, then we'd better start slaughtering one another because there isn't any right at all in the world. This quote comes from Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged, that horribly long libertarian romantic manifesto. If you like Rand's, I, I'm, I'd be surprised if you're listening to me right now, but if you need further proof of Rand's depravity, here's uh, something she said late in life on television. And in part even before that. But if you mean whose side should one be on, Israel or the Arabs, I would certainly say Israel because, because it's the advanced, technological, civilized country amidst a group of almost totally primitive savages who have not changed for years and who are racist and who resent Israel because it's bringing industry and intelligence and modern technology. In the weeks since Aaron self-immolated, and I don't say suicide, I don't use that word, and I don't think you should either. I don't think that self-immolation is suicide. The same way I don't think that, let's say you dove in front of a bullet to save someone's life. You sacrificed yourself for someone's life. Would you call that a suicide? It's not a suicide. So you have mainstream media trying to smear and belittle him in the wake of his courageous act. There's this New York Times story that uh, looked at his conservative upbringing. He was raised in some sort of Christian conservative cult, and he escaped it. They spend a lot of time emphasizing that. And it seems like something someone would bring up to make him seem mentally unwell. 
and that's another thing that they've done is uh, they've tried to portray him as mentally ill somehow. That only someone who is mentally ill would commit such an act. When MSNBC reported on Aaron Bushnell's self-immolation, they didn't mention that he shouted free Palestine. Uh, no. They said something about Israel and Hamas. And then they put the suicide hotline number on the a Chiron there. There's an article over at uh, the Atlantic Monthly by this ghoul named Graham Wood. He also uh, recently wrote an article that it would be immoral to free the hostages. That it would be better if we killed them all, I guess. I'm not sure. But he wrote a piece titled Stop Glorifying Self-Immolation. It's a bad article that contradicts itself almost immediately. He mentions the effectiveness and power of Thich Quang Duc, the Vietnamese monk who, who lit himself on fire in 1963 to protest the Diem regime in, uh, in Vietnam. But he says that Aaron Bushnell's was bad and different somehow. And even though it's barely a week old, he's already said that it's failed. It's a failed self-immolation, like most of them. He suggests instead of self-immolating, if you really want to affect change in the world, one should commit, quote, hunger strikes, civil disobedience, marches, and a long menu of other morally exemplary tactics, end quote. Uh, and he ends the article by saying, I am moved only to check the inspection certificate on my office's fire extinguisher. Fuck that guy. What an asshole. I, I do love this, how people tell you how you ought to uh, affect change. Don't don't march. Don't don't sit in front of traffic and inconvenience people. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't vote or vote. They'll tell you to vote. And then recently, I don't know if you saw in Michigan, uh, in the heavily Muslim area of Dearborn, they voted uh, against Biden, like 83% against Biden. And somehow that's wrong too. Don't do that, actually. That's fascist to vote against Biden. And they're complete hypocrites. Um, people will herald the sacrifice of those that serve their geopolitics. Here's Barack Obama praising Mohammed Bouazizi, who, if you don't know, was the fruit vendor who lit himself on fire and is credited with starting the Arab Spring. On December 17th, a young vendor named Mohammed Bouazizi was devastated when a police officer confiscated his cart. This was not unique. It's the same kind of humiliation that takes place every day in many parts of the world. The relentless tyranny of governments that deny their citizens dignity. Only this time, something different happened. After local officials refused to hear his complaints, this young man, who had never been particularly active in politics, went to the headquarters of the provincial government, doused himself in fuel, and lit himself on fire. There are times in the course of history when the actions of ordinary citizens spark movements for change because they speak to a longing for freedom that has been building up for years. In America, think of the defiance of those patriots in Boston who refused to pay taxes to a king, or the dignity of Rosa Parks as she sat courageously in her seat. So it was in Tunisia, as that vendor's act of desperation tapped into the frustration felt throughout the country. This was a courageous act. His name will be written in the stone of history. And they don't want that to happen to Aaron Bushnell. They don't want you to remember him. They don't want you to talk about him. And that's because an act of self-sacrifice, being a martyr, terrifies the rulers. When I was coaching basketball in India, I would end up coaching and also refereeing a tournament. And it was a tournament of the martyrs. And it was in this basketball court in Dharamsala. And around the basketball court were these giant vinyl posters of martyrs, of, of Tibetans who had self-immolated. So these, these giant pictures of, of people on fire. They're, they're pretty rough. 
And when I was in Tibet, it was pretty clear that, you know, they, they do their best to prevent self-immolation because it scares them. I, I think that these systems of control don't want to hurt us necessarily. They want to keep us chill, you know, content, fat and happy. Uh, I've always said that I don't, I don't find Americans scary. People who worry about a civil war in this country, we're not there yet. Americans are willing to kill other people, but they're not willing to die themselves. And so someone who's willing to die for any reason is terrifying to them because you can't stop them. You can't reason with them in these individualistic ways. It, it doesn't comport to economic rationale. You know, you act greedily in your own benefit. This doesn't make sense. How, why would anyone give up profit, their own personal potential profit? Why would you hurt yourself? Why wouldn't you do something that benefits you? This logic scares them. You can use the body as a weapon and a nonviolent weapon in a way. This is the Dalai Lama who, however you feel about him today, uh, did say this about self-immolation. He said, I think the self-burning itself on practice is of nonviolence. These people you see, they easily can use a bomb explosive, um, create more casualty of people, but they didn't do that. They only sacrificed their own life. So this is also part of practice, a practice of nonviolence. And that's why I think this is a more effective way than I've seen people say, like, well, you should take others down with you. You know, strap a fucking vest on and go in a building. Don't do that. The, the effects of that are a lot harder to measure. And I think it's easier to twist those acts in more nefarious ways. Um, if you kill someone else, you hurt more people than I think you help. Although there may be exceptions to that rule. I don't know. But I, I don't know what will shake loose this madness that grips onto the world. Um, I don't think there is, a, I don't think that voting is going to change that. Uh, I don't think that there's any sort of material political philosophy that can do that either. I think that it's going to require a politics of sacrifice, which is illogical. I, I think that sacrifice is the future. And you don't have to light yourself on fire to sacrifice, but you do have to give something up. Because lighting yourself on fire, <laughs> I will not do that. I'm too much of a coward. Uh, it is an unbelievably horrific way to die. It's one of the worst. And it's important to point out that Aaron, when he's walking up to that gate at the Israeli embassy, explicitly says that what he is about to do is nothing compared to what the children and people of Gaza are dealing with on a daily basis. Read accounts from doctors working in Gaza and whatever, whatever you're dealing with in your life, however hard it might be, when you read those accounts, you'll be embarrassed. You'll be embarrassed that you feel bad for yourself at all. So Aaron's act asks me, us, to do something. If he has the strength to burn himself alive, surely I have the strength to sacrifice something. Money, pleasure, time, comfort, something, anything. We should forever be grateful to Aaron for what he did. Because he, <laughs> I'm sorry, he died for our sins. There are those who will say it was a silly thing to die for a people from a country that's far away, of people who you've never met. But if you didn't already know this, we are responsible for what's going on there. Your existence as an American or a Brit or Canadian, I've, I've looked at some of the metrics of who's listening to me, makes you culpable. But by Aaron dying, he's showing the rest of the world that we're not all so bad. You know, we look back on the Holocaust in this country a lot. 
and we will argue that not all Germans are bad, right? And I, I believe that. But that's only because of a handful of Germans we can point to who, who proved that they're not all bad. They sacrificed themselves. And there's one in particular. His name is Franz Jagerstadter. Um, his story was just memorialized in a recent Terrence Malick film named A Hidden Life. Um, Jagerstadter, he was an Austrian. He was drafted by the Nazis. And he didn't refuse the draft. He was willing to act as a medic uh, in war. But he refused to take the Hitler oath. So they said, well, you, got, you do this or you die, basically. And it was pretty drawn out. And in minutes before his execution, he was even given the option to sign a document just saying, yeah, okay, I, I do the oath, whatever. Save your life. All his friends, his family... The Nazi recruiters are saying, come on, man, like, it's not a big deal. Just sign your name. Just put your name on this piece of this stupid piece of paper and and you you'll live. He said no, and they cut off his fucking head. He would end up being beatified by the Catholic Church. Aaron will be beatified, too. And he's currently being celebrated uh, and mourned as a martyr overseas. There will be a street named after him when Palestine is finally returned to the Palestinians. I, I want to make it... <laughs> again, you don't have to watch the video, but there's this moment. He's he's poured the kerosene over his head and he's struggling to light up the lighter to set the flames. So he has like many moments to back out, to change his mind. Um, he didn't. Uh... And while he burned, he never asked to be saved. He only shouted, free Palestine. His conviction was that unconquerable. So we're going to talk about this some more. <laughs> uh, it's a good conversation between me and uh, my friend Dorian, who's been on the show before, and my friend Mike from the account Turn Leftist. And we talk about what Aaron, Aaron's act meant to us and what it should mean to you, maybe. Um... My friend Sam, she showed me a picture of Aaron singing karaoke, and you can see some lyrics on a TV, and she told me that they were from the song The Parting Glass. It's a good song, and I'm going to start the show with that song, and I'll finish it. So uh, I, I, I'm really usually pretty bad about um, introducing people right off the, the bat to uh, any conversation. I usually kind of get rolling, but I, I got like I, I'm, I got like jitters right now. My, my armpits are all sweaty. I'm very nervous about this conversation because <laughs> uh, I feel I'm almost embarrassed to talk about it, uh, but it feels necessary. And uh, so why don't you all introduce yourselves to the listeners and then we'll get going. Do you want to get ahead, Dorian? Well, uh, the the listeners already uh, know about me probably uh, through this podcast. I've, I've been on before, uh, but I'm Dank Deleuze, uh on Instagram.com. Uh, and uh, I won't do plugs to start off this time, though. Thank though, you. I think Appreciate it would be it. funny. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's all there is to say at the moment. Yeah, I'm Mike. Uh, I have uh, the turn leftist. Uh, page on instagram and the same name uh podcast and i guess i'm the main host i have co-hosts as well but i, I struggle like you isaac for finding co-hosts that have the availability but yeah yeah no dorian dictated uh the terms for for this episode uh isaac why do you why do you why is it that you think you feel nervous like, do you think it's going to be confrontational because i don't feel that way like i don't no, feel no I'm, I'm i'm in general i'm a very confrontational person so that's not the issue but just uh I don't know. I was like, I'm definitely more so on Instagram than I am on podcasts. Like, I mostly go on podcasts to me explain too. my hot takes that I have on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think, um, 
I just think I'm really shook up. And, uh, you know, today I was just reading a lot of stuff and uh, I was like holding back tears a lot today. I was just like really just like it's just fucking me up. And so, yeah, I, I mean, again, usually I, 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 I'd like to think of myself as like a funny, humorous person. But um, I've been get, I've, I, I don't know. I've just been feeling I really feel like. I'm going to get in a fist fight soon. Like I, I really feel like I'm on edge. And if someone says the wrong thing to me about, you know, <laughs> the subject we're talking about today, like in person, mm-hmm. I would, I might, I'm usually a very calm, nice guy, but I might fucking lose it. Like I'm really, I'm, I'm really shook up. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just, I, I feel unqualified. I feel, uh, less than, um, and we'll talk about this and maybe this will, will make a cut, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, I like my heart rates really high. <laughs> I can feel yeah. my heart beating in my neck. And so I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm usually not a nervous person, but this is one where I'm just like, damn, like, uh, I don't know. Hey buddy. That sounds that a little better. I think a little, uh, is it still, cause it shouldn't sound a little better if it, if it sounded like shit before. I mean, I also it's, have bad headphones, but I think that's like, this thing, sounds, right? this sounds good. This sounds yeah, good. Okay. Yeah. One of the, the, the reason I lost the camera is the same reason that it sounds like shit here because I keep on disconnecting and reconnecting everything. And I think it, uh, mm-hmm. it gets a little, little a little flubby. Worn, a little worn yeah. out. Well, not even worn out. Just there's uh there's some firmware or something on here. That's uh confused. Isaac, you're, you're definitely using your, mic right Since we're i'm checking using these. my mic independently here and then okay, you okay. guys are hearing me through these headphones so the okay okay is, yeah but i'm a pro dude i'm a pro <laughs> that's like more complicated than i got <laughs> yeah yeah um so now that we've done uh the introductions got the technical uh, difficulties out of the way it's get yeah uh talking about aaron bushnell talking about aaron bushnell i want to ask you guys have you watched the whole video Mm-mm. No, me neither. I should I've we, seen. Should we do it now? No, I don't know. Uh, live reacting is is beneath us. No, uh, I'm 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 not. That's not, I mean that is a joke that I would make. But I I am saying, is this something that we should do before we do this? I depend. It depends on how how affected you are by the act itself. I don't think. I have never been into gruesome video stuff. No. I I didn't grow up on 4chan. I've actively avoided that in college. People tricked me into watching like the pain Olympics and stuff like that. And even watching like a skateboarder break their leg is too much for me. I I, like it, it hurts me to watch that. And so, you know, I've seen the clips and the photos, but never the whole thing. I listened to the audio, but never in one contiguous piece. So you guys are like me and that you don't need to see the whole thing. Yeah. I just don't honestly feel like, watching a man die in real time is going to give me any more of an idea of the impact of like his death. Like I understand the impact. Like I'm not denying any way. Like I understand when coming on here with a supposedly opposing view to you and like your followers and everything as to like the impact of his death and everything. And I don't think it's um, any less affecting as far as like how it affects people as like their feelings and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, my only issue is, is that like, it's literally just like from a dork, like praxis, like Marxist perspective, if and if anything at all. Um, but no, I just don't think that watching. I also avoid that kind of stuff if I can. Um, I've seen a lot more of it since the genocide in Gaza has started, um, mm-hmm. just because of the nature of this whole thing. But yeah, I just don't. I I don't feel like there's anything to gain from watching, especially like right now. But mm-hmm. Dorian, yeah, I don't feel a deep impulse to watch a man burn himself to death either yeah i think that the the image and the descriptions uh have affected me deeply enough that i don't i don't need to see it myself Uh, the image itself i think is enough i mean just of him especially with the the image of the 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 secret uh uh, security officer pointing the gun at him while he's uh, burning it was powerful enough for me to be affected um, what were your initial reactions to this event? Well, I mean, I, I would say that, um, 
you know, it, it, it immediately just harkens back to Vietnam protests. That's the immediate thing that struck me. Um, it, it kind of obvious. Um, and I, I didn't, I didn't see controversy around it occurring. You know, I, I'm usually pretty cynical about this kind of thing. Uh, but I, I, I didn't expect as many hot takes around it, uh, as I did end up seeing, uh, especially from a, a lot of people that I, I, I know and respect um, who and, and not, I haven't actually seen your takes on this. So I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to like put you into a box or tell you or, or anything like that here, but I have seen a lot of people that I know uh, essentially just kind of shit on the man for doing it uh, as if, <laughs> as if it's uh, um, you know, someone, attempting to make like a, a a john oliver point like some some mm. kind of guy that just wants to you know like own the conservatives by murdering himself uh and it's it's kind of kind of been weird the types of hot takes that i've been saying about this and then you know i i see other people the majority of people that i end up saying um are you know praising what he did for lack of a better word uh, but uh I expected it to be almost monolithically that because apparently I am naive. Yeah, I mean, I think um, <clears throat> I think the best reaction you could have is like a lamenting praise, right? Like, yeah, I think even the best praise for it is still lamenting the fact that he's that he's gone, right? Like, I don't think yep. anyone is literally praising suicide. I think there's tons of shitty takes, like the liberals especially have the awful takes of like writing it off as mental illness, uh, dismissing mm -hmm. any kind of political motivations whatsoever. We have enough premeditation. We have enough, like, his making out his will, um, his last words and everything, saying that he wants his ashes to be scattered in a free Palestine, but not until then. Like, he doesn't want it. He says his ashes don't belong in this world. Like, really powerful stuff. Like, I don't want to diminish in any way the, the power of his words. And I just think it's unfortunate that, like, someone has to literally burn themselves for their words to have that much of a reach. Um, especially when there's, like, literally so many people dying have so many words to say about like the genocide that they are experiencing um and of course like when i express this online it's always in like the shortest form um like that sounds like a very hot take or whatever but like i definitely do not have the same hot takes as the liberals like i don't think this was mental illness um i don't think this was like a dishonorable thing to do if i had any criticism it would be just like a a praxis thing it's just like um I'm struggling to think of the the thing that I screenshotted earlier today. It's like that isn't that always the case? But like somebody had said, it was like a quote from Ghassan Kanathani. He's like, "Don't die without taking out a few of the enemies. Like, don't sacrifice your life in vain or whatever." And I'm not saying that like that's what this guy should have done. Like, I will preface everything I say with like, I do not advocate for any violent actions in the U.S. I don't advocate for any kind of adventurism or terrorism or any any kind of that any kind of stuff like that because. First and foremost, like for my own safety, I don't want anybody coming to knock on my door because I said anything like that on the podcast. But also, like, I'm not an advocate for the American project, for the USA in general, or for like a revolution that would like try to reform that project. Because I also think any revolution in the US would result in like free healthcare in college and then stop there and then still result in like a war machine that destroys the third world to build up those resources for everybody. So, like, I respect everything that like Aaron Bushnell was doing. I realize he's not trying to start a revolution. I realize he's just trying to work toward a ceasefire. And I realize like his efforts may have pushed for more attention toward that goal and may actually do something tangible toward it, but that's yet to be seen. And my initial impression was that like, he kind of sacrificed his life for what I hope will not be, but may ultimately be like a media blip. And like, that is like the, the, the saddest thing I can think of. It's like the saddest critique I can think of for our culture. Now that we have like this viral culture and this content culture that like, it could come down to a person's life burning themselves to death for the content it will create and the attention it will grab toward the genocide of tens of thousands of other people. And like half of more than half of them, women and children. It's like, it, it blows my mind that we are at that point. Um, and that's the sadness that I'm trying to express in like my sarcasm and my pithiness mm -hmm. on Instagram. Yeah, my my reaction um, initially was um, I think it was a beautiful, uh, uh, powerful 
action. Uh, it, 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 and you know, I, I had made a joke during the Super Bowl about I, I photoshopped um, Tick Kwong Duck immolating himself on the Super Bowl field because I was like, that's that's like a, a halftime show that would like be worth watching, right? Something like a powerful instance, and not that I feel like <laughs> I willed this into existence at all. I'm not such a no. But that is a pretty like yeah, <laughs> but. I don't know. There, I, I have a lot of emotions around it, um, but it's. I feel like I've been getting progressively more emotional about it since it happened, um, and I had I had zero cynicism. I mean, to me, and and, and this is where I, I will literally fight someone over this. I, I really think like I don't want to joke about it. I don't think that I, I don't want to nitpick it. You know, I I feel like this man was braver than I could ever possibly be in my life. And uh, yeah, I, again, I just think it was one of the most beautiful acts of resistance that you can possibly do. Um, so that's that's my initial reaction. And I do want to talk uh, further about um, people's, not necessarily cynical, but critical reactions to it. And so Dorian, what were some of the the, uh, the reactions that you were seeing that were surprising to you? Oh, just the just hand waving, frankly. Sorry, I'm still getting over a cold. Uh, but just it, 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 a huge amount of hand waving around it, where it's a, um, well, it's it's not even targeted at him for the most part that I end up saying. It's it's just it's a lot of the type of criticism that you levy at people who are you know like watching sports. Uh, it, it's it's been a lot of me watching people just go off about how this was such a pointless thing to do and it's so silly that people think that this was you know good beautiful sacrificial that has any effect etc um and you know it, it may not end up having a profound effect on uh, uh policy right it's not going to cause a ceasefire to occur um but it it, it just seems absurd to me to levy criticism against um the the way someone choose to commit suicide especially as like a soldier right uh and then also deciding to put together some kind of critique about how other people are supposed to rebel right mm -hmm. <laughs> um both of those seem like interesting things to do especially when it's it's usually complaining loudly about people being loud about their support for something uh it's this moral indignation at other people's moral righteousness or mor moral indignation uh and it, it, it doesn't seem so much levied at him as levied at other people who are saying that it's a worthwhile thing to have done or or or, or a, a quote-unquote good sacrifice um and 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 it's all kind of packaged in a way that ultimately is a stab at this person, but it's just simply being used as a way to be condescending towards people who think that this was something worthwhile. Yeah, I, I tend to not even want to use the word suicide describing what he did. Um, yeah, I, I think that it, it yeah, I, I don't think like jumping in front of a bullet to save someone is suicide. Uh, and even if it's not as direct as you know, saving someone's life that's in front of you. Um, I, I, I do think that we it will take time for us to, to in, in immeasurable ways, to, to, to understand the effect that this action did. I don't think that history moves like linearly like dominoes. You know, I think it ripples out in, in ways that we don't even understand. Um, and I've always believed personally that uh, the only revolution that will possibly work, and this is where I think, Mike, you and I would probably disagree, is a spiritual revolution. Like I, I, I find it to be that like the, these, he, he might not have broken something, but he is chipping away at something. And all it takes are these like these pushes, these events in history, to change its course. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it, we we are preemptively talking about this. We don't know what his action is going to do, but it didn't seem like an act of hopelessness to me. If anything, it's given me so much more hope for humanity that someone c 
could have the strength to do this. Yeah, I mean, I think that is like our main discrepancy, right? And it's like you kind of nailed it. We were talking in DMs and you nailed it right off the bat. You were like, oh, I think you're just approaching it from a very materialist kind of standpoint and you come at it from a more idealist perspective. And that's like our our whole thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I just don't think there's going to be some kind of revolution of the mind or the spirit in the U.S. Um, I think the material facts are kind of what they are and have been for a long time. I think there's more people who are realizing what they are. Um, but their willingness to sacrifice in any kind of personal way to change those material facts, I don't know if that's really coming out in any kind of coordinated, collective, significant way. And I think that's like, that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like when I say that's like, yeah, I get that like this, this white serviceman is really impactful for a lot of people who otherwise were ignoring this, um, I hope it extends further than just a few weeks, but I mean, this happened on Sunday and I feel like it's already kind of getting subsumed and almost rightfully so by the fact that there was a the flower massacre. They're already calling it that happened yesterday and they just like murdered. And I don't want to like, I'm not saying it's like about combating media cycles. It's really not that. It's just that like, I'm so much less concerned with people's feelings than I am about what they are materially doing. And so like, I'm sure people are impacted. I'm sure people feel very heavily about this this event this guy killing himself in, in this gruesome manner and this like i will admit honorable and like long it's like a, a history like a long history with a lot of tradition behind it this is not like the first he didn't invent this you know um but i'm so much less concerned with their feelings about it than what they actually end up doing and people get really, really mad at me like somebody dm me today and they were like stop whining like just stop fucking whining because like I reposted something else to my stories of like, it was just another good idea that someone pitches. Like we should stop doing this. We should all stop doing this. Uh, and it will affect this change. And I'm like, yeah, but none of you are going to fucking do that. Like the collective action is simply not there. I don't know how anyone is not acknowledging that fact. And he's like, well, just stop whining. I'm like, you're just as frustrated as I am. Like, I think everyone is as frustrated as I am that we don't have this collective energy. And the fact that we are all just going about our daily lives while paying for this genocide is hovering over our heads. And the material reality of it um, keeps trumping our feelings. And that's the dissonance we're all living with. I mean, I, I, not again, to put words in your mouth, but I, I would agree that it might've been better for him to have, uh, self-immolated inside of a concrete plant and taking it down with him or um in in a military base somewhere or, or it actually taken out an embassy again all of these th- things entirely theoretical but but the fact is that he w- was not going to do any of those things so if if the option is him doing this and in fact producing this sensation and this affect for everyone versus doing nothing or remaining a, an American service member, right? Mm. Uh, what would you have preferred? Yeah, I mean, so that's the other thing. I'm not I'm not saying that like I um, would prefer that he did some other like individual act. I'm more just like lamenting the fact that we are at the point where that is what we are left to do is like a form of revolutionary suicide. I brought this up on yeah. like an episode that I'm keeping on our, our Patreon feed, but like so, like, another podcast that I respect greatly, uh, Brett from RevLeft Radio had a spinoff podcast that he has since taken down. I tried to find this this quote so I could reference it, but, like, he had this podcast he briefly did with another guy who was canceled, rightfully so, so I won't even bring him up beyond that. But he, he just closing out one of their episodes. This was in, like, 2016 or something. Things were nowhere near as bad as they are now. And he said, look, facing what we're facing in these coming weeks um, with the the far right organizing the way they are, you guys be better be out and like forming militias, like forming some kind of like organization, like getting to know your comrades, like really doing something on the ground. Because if you don't start doing it now in the coming years, we're going to be talking about revolutionary suicide. And like, it hit me. Like I was literally at work listening to this and it like was a fucking gut punch. And I think that it is just the point that we are there. Like we just do not have the collective action. And again, like I'm not suggesting people go and do individual adventurism because I'm not a believer an individual action. I don't think there's any one thing, like a thing that one individual person could do 
that would not result in them getting labeled a terrorist and then being more damaging to whatever cause they were trying to support to begin with or being just labeled as mentally ill and getting written off. Like, I just am not a believer in individualist action. I'm not, I'm, I'm a collectivist. I'm a communist. So um, may, maybe, but maybe the collectivist thing here is us witnessing what he did and, and making something out of it, that it's not, that it doesn't exist as him just immolating himself, but us witnessing his immolation and, and reacting to it in a productive way. So I don't think that it's individualist in that sense, depending on how we react. And that's why I've been I have been very upset about a lot of the cynicism and critiques it gets. Some I think are, you know, kinder than others. Some are certainly worse. Like um the my my one one I keep seeing and there's like a there's it's 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 the only, probably the only funny thing we'll talk about today. But there was this guy on uh or this this not guy, because they're they them, uh but John Paul E.D., who tweeted, how y'all going to say rest in power to a white man when white people live in power their whole life? And So fucking stupid. Yeah. And so I see a lot of, of, of dialogue being like, well, the only reason people are paying attention is because it's a white man. That there was a black woman who immolated herself in December in Atlanta. And to this day, we actually don't even know her name. Yeah, she's, have, she's have, apparently still alive. I just found out today. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and so I, I, to me, to dismiss him because he's a white man doing this, to me, it was some serious like Fed shit coding shit, like, like behavior. Like it, it's, it's like that's not helpful. The fact that he is white, mm-hmm. we should, is, it, it was, if it's necessary for a white guy to do it to get attention, and we'll probably find out who this Jane Doe is because of Aaron Bushnell's actions. We should only valorize this man. Okay, so I'm not dismissing him. I'm saying it's unfortunate that it took a white man to do it for us to really start to notice the woman of color who did it a couple months ago and then also call that much more attention to the quote-unquote normies who are not like radicalized like us um, to the genocide itself. You know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I just think that's unfortunate. I'm not trying to dismiss it. I'm just saying I mean, that I, proves that like this is a racist ass country. Yeah, I, I I mean I I think we can all agree that this sucks. I mean that's but 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 I I don't know that. I mean what what is fundamentally the disagreement here? Because I mean I I don't think that it, there was any kind of controversy about whether or not this was, you know, fun. This isn't this isn't a good thing that happened. No, right? I but, also I also the other sorry just real quick I, I'm. I hate to cut you off. I'm sorry, but um, no. The, the other, before I forget it is all. The other thing I hate about that is like the word choice thing. Like that is what rings CIA to me. Is like the rest in power. It's like who cares about the words you use? Like, right. Fuck off. Like you're being really annoying about that, and your purpose. Like that's the rad lib shit that I don't like. And yeah. somebody accused mm-hmm. me of being rad lib just for pointing out that like it's a racist ass country. The fact that like this guy's self immolation got more impact or more, I guess, notoriety in some people's minds because he's a white serviceman than the genocide itself or the other woman of color. That just proves it's racist. That's all I'm saying. Not dismissing yeah. it and I'm not, not yeah. doing the fucking rest and, of power and word, he word choice it, bullshit. Sure, he sure. He prefaced it himself saying that what, what I'm about to do to myself is nothing compared to what these people in Palestine are facing. So he, he it wasn't like he was saying like... No, I, I mean, am. Aaron Bushnell had nothing but good takes. Like, yeah. Right. I Also, this is uh, kind of hearkening back, but... That's an, another strange take that I, I, I've been hearing from some people, not not many, and hopefully not many more, but I, I have heard people referring to this as being something conspiratorial or or that he was an op or something of the sort. And I just don't even understand what the what they think would be a compl- what is the conspiracy behind this? What would it do? Why is is there some grand uh, cabal of the left which is forcing one man to burn himself so that we bomb gaza the same amount like what what is the goal (laughs) yeah pretty much any time like the mainstream says it's an op it's not and pretty much any time like the left dissolves just by itself it was an op (laughs) right yeah the 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 mainstream i think what they've done besides bringing uh, a race into play to try to find ways to diminish the act. Uh, the other thing people have been saying is it's a, a mental illness that he was mentally unwell, that only an insane person 
uh, who needs sounded very reasonable therapy. in all his statements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think he was. Uh, I mean, t- one of the most. Def- I, the, this part of the video I watched, I watched up to the point where he he got the lighter to work, but you know he pours the flamen over his head, and he's struggling to light himself. Like he has a bunch of chances to change his mind, mm-hmm. but he was determined, and the level of strength and conviction that that requires uh yeah i guess i I, there are so few true believers in this world and that aaron bushnell is a true believer and so yeah i I have nothing but respect for for him yeah i absolutely would have backed out after like the fifth or sixth try (laughs) on the lighter and it didn't work like i saw that exact clip and i because like again like i don't try to watch videos of people dying and so if Mm -hmm. i find one or come across one like I will sometimes like watch it for a second until I realize, oh, this is a video of somebody who's about to die. And like, I saw that and I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch a couple seconds, see if he says anything. And then we started to light it. I was like, Jesus. And I watched it for like quite a few tries before I realized he was. And then the video that I was watching, it blurred anyway. So I was like spared from it. But like, yeah, it is crazy. And I'm again, not trying to diminish the, the amount of bravery that goes into an act of doing something like that. Again, I'm just sad that that's the point where we're at that you know because again i just my idea like if you ask me again but i just don't think that like it matters so much what i say as like my ideas of like what the american revolution would look like but i just wish people would have a non-violent up to the point that it needs to be revolution like i just don't think it would be that alien for americans to realize that they don't control their government in any kind of truly democratic way and to come together as a community, like other countries have actually done in the real world and take over their government and rewrite their constitution democratically and then implement it in a way that actually benefits working class people and doesn't allow money to corrupt it, doesn't like value property rights over human life. Like This is a real thing that existing socialist countries have been able to achieve and Americans are just so brainwashed against those ideas that they cannot tolerate it, they cannot countenance that in their mind for even a second. And so they just will never find out about it. And it blows my mind that we're at that point that people will burn themselves to death rather than like uh, be able to like, I'm not saying like he could envision it, but it's just like that people are burning themselves to death because we as a society have gotten so far from having any kind of humane structure that we can influence as working people who now apparently 67% of us in both parties say we want this to end and it doesn't fucking matter. It drives me nuts. It just drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah, and 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 is isn't that fundamentally the the point of the sacrifice and 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 the value that ends up coming from it is that the suffering itself is uh, not not to to quote he who shall not be named, uh, but suffering must be obviously futile if it's to be educational, right? Like the, wait, the, wait, the I don't get the I don't get the joke you're quoting. Sorry. Oh, it's a Nick Land quote, and I it, he's he's problematic. Oh, okay. uh, but it's it, ca- these these catastrophic things have to happen. From as as kind of eruptions from otherwise seemingly sensible and genuinely sensible people, like we, we what we've said before is that Bushnell was someone whose takes were all essentially good, right? Who seemed like a sane, rational human being who ended up having to do something deeply irrational, uh, an act of futile suffering, uh, something catastrophic that he should not have had to have done. I think we all agree on that. Mm-hmm. But what 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 I what I talked about the last time I, I did a podcast with Isaac is this idea of you know this interpassivity machine uh where we're constantly uh, allowing ourselves to feel as if we're taking any form of political action simply by viewing other people saying something about political action. Uh, and that's the thing that ends up stopping us from doing anything because we end up feeling as if we can pat ourselves on the back by simply having the right opinions or by watching other people do things which are sensible uh, and allow us to kind of enter into this this reasoning with them. The only way out that I could possibly see, apart from some kind of ideal world where suddenly everyone becomes mechanistically rational and actually does the thing that they're supposed to do and overtakes you know the these these systems of power and and takes uh, the the means of production by and not even by force but but through some collective effort where they simply you know su- stop surrendering uh, all of their labor the only way to 
actually do anything, it seems like, in this kind of, uh, uh, in, in this landscape, is to perform acts of obvious, futile suffering. Because no rational activity is is possible and and any rational activity that is possible is immediately diminished by its possibility and by it occurring it's immediately seen by people and the people pat themselves on the back it's pure ideology like i think i'm just sad about that exact fact like i think i'm sad about the fact that people see the unreasonable and individual acts as the only things that are available to them as opposed to like um Things that would literally be easier, like a general strike, like just not going to work would be far more yep. impactful on our elites than anything else. And I still think like it's kind of a latent, um, what do you call it, xenophobia and kind of white nationalist racism that is keeping people from realizing that. Because like Bassan, like people who are in Gaza and have been reporting at greater and greater risk to their own lives on a daily basis have been calling for general strikes at different points and like trying to amplify that through every like grassroots means that they possibly can and americans cannot be fucking bothered and it blows my mind that like except for aaron bushnell like, but except and, and, for, that's but, the thing is aaron bushnell is heeding that call and so the same way i don't like to call it a suicide the same way i wouldn't want to say oh this is a sad state of affairs that this has to be done or this is unfortunate i would say this was necessary this is exactly what needs to be done and, uh that you know the the left the left doesn't even exist in this country there is there is no there's right. no machine here to to do that so yes we can lament that there isn't this this uh, pull like multipolarity or or resistance organized institutional resistance it doesn't exist and we can we can be like that's oh, a bummer this would be a, this would be a better way this would be mm -hmm. a better way yeah okay but it's not available to us so right. the only thing that is available sorry. Sorry to cut you off, but but I need to be clear ab about the fact that I I do agree that some revolutionary general strike would be vastly preferable and ideally is something which ends up happening down the line. But to use the words that you said, Americans can't be fucking bothered, and so mm -hmm. they should probably be bothered. Mm -hmm. Right. Bothering mm -hmm. them is the only thing that can really be done until they are bothered to do something. And so... As, as little as I want to see people self-immolating, at least it bothers someone. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree 100%. I agree that, like, the value in it is that it affects people. And I was like, yeah. it's so funny. I was almost going to make a post or, like, a, a caption a post saying, like, because uh, I'm an English major. Um, that's why I podcast now. Same, that's why I'm I, like, sorry. mostly work in, like, grocery <laughs> retail or construction. Um, but, like, I was going to make some kind of post detailing the difference between affective with an a and effective and like mm. literally it's like affective affects your emotions and your feelings and then effective changes material conditions and i feel like that is the difference and i'm hoping again like i said like that the change that this leads to in people's emotions leads to some kind of material actions it'd be fantastic if like aaron Bushnell's sacrifice leads to a general strike i just my whole point has been that like i'm afraid for his sake that his life will not be sacrifice for something that is like worth what a human life is worth you know what i mean like i just i i just um i feel like i didn't phrase it right but just like i want it to be more than a media blip that he sacrificed his life for and i also to like anybody that i was like talking to on instagram it's like please don't take when i say that killing yourself is actually not the most revolutionary thing you can do i am not saying that having a podcast and a meme page is the most revolutionary thing you can do. <laughs> like that, those are two different things. I did not say that at all. Like I don't, I can't tolerate like the personal attacks. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying the same things you guys are, as far as like, there is no left in America. Um, I'm not too scared of like being approached by feds for like the things that I'm saying online for that reason, because I don't think that anything that I'm saying is all that um, controversial I don't think I'm going to lead anybody to some actions because there is no fucking left to organize. There's no left mm -hmm. to rile up to get out in the streets or anything. And if they do, like I said, they get out and then they want free health care and some college and everything. And they will probably be quelled back into just like playing video games and smoking weed again. It's like, I just right. do not think this country has the energy. And I think it's unfortunate that we're not looking to the third world who keeps telling us exactly what to do all the fucking time um, because we're living on their backs. And 
it's like the the plans are there. We just kind of don't want to listen because it's uncomfortable for us. We don't want to like lower our material lifestyle. We don't want to sacrifice. Yeah, it sucks, man. But like, we just don't want to. Um, I'm not. I'm not criticizing Aaron so much as I'm criticizing all of the rest of us because I agree with 100 when people say Aaron's sacrifice is what we make of it, and I just am so dismal and cynical that I think we're not going to make of it what it really deserves. I hope everybody proves me wrong. I really do. Like, I love to be wrong. I love mm-hmm. to be wrong about my cynicism towards this country. I love to be wrong about my cynicism cynicism toward the left in general. But like, yeah, I hope that's not the case, man. I'm I'm still ultimately seeking, um, a, a, apart from some rhetorical flourishes, I guess, uh, where we're supposed to be disagreeing, which sucks because I hate agreeing with people uh, in the end. <laughs> it's the worst on the podcast, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean sh- yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish, I wish he didn't have to do the thing and he didn't have to do the thing, which is also why it's, it's valuable, um, in the end, in my mind. Um, and, and again, you know, in my mind, uh, it's, it's what we end up making of it because the, 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 the fact is that this man ended up sacrificing his life, not, not just in the sense that his life was terminated, but his life before this, historically speaking, kind of it itself is is going to be erased, right? And and everyone's life gets erased, blah blah blah. But but his his entire existence, Bushnell's in, in, entire being, is now entirely sublimated simply into this one kind of act. And so, yeah, it it is a sacrifice of a human life, uh, and. It's, you know, sacrifice is always necessarily excessive, right? Uh, it's it, 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 especially something like that. It, it, it's always producing an excess by being um, by being as extreme as it is. But the, the the fact that his entire life is is erased and the history of his life and, and any kind of view of his life, not including this is erased. I will nitpick I, you there. I'm sorry. I was going to wait till you were done, but I will nitpick you and I will say like, the Please. stuff that people have been saying about him and his life and like his work with his comrades has been absolutely beautiful. And I really hope for now. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. I, ho- I hope someone would say anything as good about me if I were to die, but they won't. They'll be like, he was such an asshole and he was even worse online. But like the <laughs> oh, stuff totally. they're saying about him. Yeah. Be, nicer, stuff... be nicer in your comment section and people will, you know, I know. Right. <laughs> but but it. That's not what the internet's for. But in, in a hundred years, so long as the world still exists, um, I, I don't think people are going to be talking about his his takes and his kindness and his his Facebook posts and the things that he said. They're going to talk about this singular act that he mm-hmm. ended up performing. Yeah. Um. And and that is what I'm talking about in the sense of his life being erased and sublimated into this kind of act. Um. And so, yeah, it's it's horrible and it's grotesque. Uh. And it's beautiful and it's 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 all of these things, but it's also the unraveling and, and, and piling up of all of someone's value into an excess of value into this one moment which is going to be uh, remembered historically one way or the other whether whether we're supportive of it and whether or not it ends up having any kind of effect he he got rid of a life which was going to disappear and and turned it into one moment which is going to be remembered be it on a wikipedia article or not right so i don't here's, know i Here's yeah. something we can maybe disagree on then. Hell yes. Um, I, I, I think that our frustration with uh, the left's inability to materially organize uh, around change, um, largely because Americans are relatively fat and happy. I mean, we're we're comfortable. Mm. And to me, I, I think that the the future of politics or the future of change will be done through sacrifice. Make yourself un. It's it's important to become uncomfortable. That is yep. the way I think we can motivate people. Because yeah, the 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 playbook is there for us to change things, and we don't do it because we're comfy. It's not. I I don't want to do that. I don't want to burn myself alive. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, that is got to be one of the you most definitely don't have deaths. To. <laughs> you don't have. But let's uh, exactly. And Dorian said this. He didn't have to do it, but he did. And I think that's the whole point and why I am in my old age getting becoming more and more immaterialist, becoming more and more idealist, because 
structuring logic around materialism, around your personal comfort, is why we're at where we're at right now. It requires us to transcend that material comfort to change things. And so this is like the most extreme act of sacrifice. I mean, why I don't necessarily, I mean, I fantasize but don't advocate, you know, to whoever feds are listening here, uh, killing political leaders, bombing stuff, like blowing yourself up. It's because the consequences that ripple out from killing other people are a lot more difficult to determine, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't killing someone else is, is you know, I, I, I don't know my, my, my old Buddhist ways, you know, I, I'm actually going to quote Thich Nhat Hanh here uh, 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 when he spoke about self immolation, he says to express will by burning oneself, therefore is not to commit an act of destruction, but to perform an act of construction that is to suffer and to die for the sake of one's people. And so, yeah, I, I maybe it, I don't and again I don't want to say the word unfortunate but this is this is the path this is the way forward is not burning yourself but sacrificing yourself in whatever ways you possibly can on a daily basis I like that I would agree with that just in like the the materialist ways like um it almost is the case that like the revolution occurs through your mind like transforming your mind and the only way out is through it's like I feel like so many people would realize they could avoid the next 80 years of torment of like what is going to happen to them as far as like inflation and their living conditions if they just accepted it and did it on purpose and they just accepted the idea that like rather than live literally a third world lifestyle in the quote unquote richest country in the world that you just don't have access to the wealth of because GDP is not (laughs) your personal wealth (laughs) Um, rather than live that third world lifestyle because you live in some like I don't know, just like any of the shitholes of America, you could accept like degrowth on a conscious level. Um, And there's like any number of people who have ideas for how that could be implemented or whatever. Um, Just equalize your lifestyle with that of the third world. And then it would not require the military industrial complex, the big government that you hate so much if you're on the right, like whatever it is that your enemy is that you think is really keeping you down and like, um, what do you call it? Like uh, preventing you from having freedom or whatever. It's like if you just accepted that, but that's scary to everybody, again, because people are comfortable, or at least they think they are or have the ability to be. It's like mm-hmm. and the idea, like, if you if you told people in America that, like, Russia and China are developing, and they're kind of, like, doing what the USA was doing in the 90s, where, like, they have, like, they're building infrastructure and they're providing a better lifestyle for their people, whereas the U.S. is declining, they would not believe it because they're just so propagandized. And, like, the propaganda is so effective that that's why you can't get that kind of um, even just base collective vision. Like when you say, Isaac, that you fantasize about killing political leaders or whatever. No, no, like, no. I, that's not, don't quote well, me there. No, no. That he's planning <laughs> actively to do so. No, no, it's, no, 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 no. It's fine. I just, um, hypotheticals. Of course, of course. And in, in whatever game of choice that you pick, you pick, uh, I, I've heard that the feds, like they know about the in Minecraft trope. Like they don't, they don't fall for that one anymore. They figured it out. <laughs> But I just, I don't even fantasize about that. Like my fantasies involve like having meetings with the people in my community who are like somewhat like-minded in that they don't, their political visions are not just like killing all the trans people or something. Like they actually want to like build a better community and they want to like control the institutions um, with people who just work in the in the community, not like some wealthy people who came in and, and invested in property. And it's like, you could do that. You could just like start putting up flyers in the community and say, hey, we're going to have a new government and we're not going to ask. We're just going to tell the city council and the government, the local government that we're taking over, we're subsuming all their positions, we're going to leave them exactly as they are, we're just not going to have them do it because they're all bought out. And how many people in your community would agree with that? Left or right? Like if you just left the political parties out of it, they would all love to do that. But that's like, that's what communism is. It's just using the apparatuses of the state, even as authoritarian and tanky as they may be, for your benefit as opposed to as opposed to for the benefit of the property owners and the elites and it's like that is not such a foreign concept to people and they feel like they're all approaching everything ass backward they're trying to homestead they're trying to like go off the grid in whatever stupid way that they're trying to because they're individualists at their core it's like people just do not have the vision here and yeah i'm sad that it stems from like the propaganda and also like coupled with the white nationalist racism that prevents them from looking at brown countries as as for like ideas for how to do things differently but like that is what it is. Um, 
but it, it also like i said it keeps me safe because like my fantasies are not the individualist fantasies of like adventurism and running out and doing some fever vendetta shit like that's not i don't think of that shit as realistic i feel like that and i, and I was also <laughs> isaac i was laughing before when you said that you're old not when you were saying like you're becoming more idealist as opposed to materialist like you're definitely not old <laughs> thank you i just yeah i just uh that's my vision of things it's, it's like I'm not scared and I'm also not hopeless in the way that other people aren't because the way I see it, like America is doing a revolution to itself. Like it's really ending itself on a speed run. It's really trying very hard. Like no matter who's in office, like people are scared about Trump getting elected. People are scared about Biden. Like, and when I say that I do not care, people think that I'm trolling or I'm being edgy. It's like, I could not care less. Like if you're doing electoralism still, you're playing baby games. You, like the, the U S is on the speed run to its own death and to, handing over its position as a world power to the anti-imperialist countries as like a block, like the BRICS block, as fast as it possibly can, because its only response to every crisis is to make things worse. And so it's it's more that I feel sad that Aaron did that because he almost didn't need to. Like, he's calling attention to the fact that like the U.S. is, is committing this genocide. Um, but I feel like the third world is going to put much more pressure on the U.S. than he was able to, or even than people in the u.s can as a result of how they feel about his death that's my honest belief yeah uh i i mean in terms of uh the the praxis end of it uh i agree <laughs> sorry that was a long rant you guys i just i will do I, that if you let me i apologize no no uh i mean we uh somebody's yeah. gotta fill the time uh, uh the, gotta go fast so, uh the, the the other thing that I appreciate, and, and this is, I don't I, whatever it's if it's materialist or I don't know, spiritual in nature, but uh, it, it was divine. I think what Aaron did, and he martyred himself for the Palestinian people, but also for us. I mean, the the praise that he has has received from overseas, from third world countries, from the PLFP, from Hamas, from Ansarallah. Like they are like you are like there will be streets named after him when they rebuild Palestine. Mm. And so to me, what he's also showing the world, which I'm forever grateful for, is that we're not all bad. Like there is a contingent of Americans who who are not apathetic. Like we do care, but the, our, 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 uh, our ability to affect change is limited. So yeah, I, I I don't know. I think he's a saint. I would agree that he gets he deserves to have a street in Palestine named after him, if the people of Palestine you know deem that um, more than any other American would, uh, myself included. I'm again not saying that I'm doing more than this guy. If, if you turn turn left this boulevard, like, yeah, it's just like no, he <laughs> he absolutely is a saint. He is like doing more than any of us are. Absolutely, like yeah. I mean that the old uh, Bataille quote. Sacrifice is merely the production of sacred things. Oh, oh, oh.